Are you ready? Maybe. Oh, oh, okay. It's going to be like that. Like I said, I don't say I will turn this car around. I'll turn it around right now. You might want to. <laughs> John Peckman Podcast. I'm on my toes today. Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance. Beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come over the bridge, go through one satellite, start looking left. And you can't miss us. Uh, we're here with drummer Evan Kalish. He's here. Ah, thanks, John. Keeping me on my toes. Keeping me on my toes today. What what happened? You finally ran out of actual musicians to interview after a year and a half? Whatever. You, if you think so, that's fine. I I don't I don't think that, but you can think that. Why not? Yeah. I mean, why not? Why not? Everybody's has a piece of this uh, Connecticut music history at at some point, you know. So. I don't mean, you know, but I just, everyone's got, got a little piece of it. I want to put all the pieces together because you're around doing things that I, some I know about and some I don't, and then they might connect to something else. So, yeah, I, I love that about what you're doing here. I mean, we've watched most of these things, um, either at the house or, you know, at lunch during work or whatever. <laughs> and, and it, it is really a culmination of everybody I've heard about, everybody I've played with, everybody, Why not? you know, people tell me about, um, I, I think somebody needs to do one with you on the opposite side of the table. Yeah, at we, some point we did one. We did. Oh, one you did once. one. Yeah, one. Okay, so I haven't early. seen them all. You haven't seen them all early. Um, yeah, no, we will. We will someday. Um, yeah, cool. So I met you through Al, I think. Yep. At first, right? Yeah, that's true. Doing gigs with Al Grimeras. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Uh, the one of the first times I actually saw you play was down in his basement. And uh, you guys were recording one of his original tunes, yeah, yeah. and Joe O'Brien was down there. Yeah. And it was the funniest thing. I was talking to Joe about it later that night. Uh, Al said, well, yeah, here, take a set of cans so you can sure. kind of hear what John's doing and see how you attack a song and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And he puts the click on, and I can barely hear this click. And I'm not playing. I'm just I'm kind of sitting there. And you just take over, and you start in on the tune on the kit, and I'm like, the click doesn't exist like john either doesn't need it or it's it's just enough for him yeah yeah well yeah the click the click i don't know i don't know uh yeah you want to bury the click well it's funny and you know uh, i mean texting joe later that night i said joe like how could you hear the click and he said you know what i couldn't and i realized at some point wow i don't need to play with the click i'll just play with john wow i didn't realize any of that um yeah, playing with the click, yeah. Well, especially now, when most things are to the grid, playing to the, uh, to a click is the most important skill you can have. I agree. I feel like, um, it's just not about me, but and if I already told this story at some point, I apologize. But um, I'm old, and when I first started getting serious about playing drums, I had the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack in the house. Mm -hmm. It was disco playing straight beats and I would play to those songs for hours. There was a, uh, like a 10 minute or nine minute version of disco inferno that I would play to and just try to match what he was playing and didn't realize later, of course they were playing to a click. So I learned to play to a click by trying to match with them. Whereas, um, I guess some drummers, it's nothing against it, but like if you learn to play from, uh, people who aren't playing to a click, you know, if you're, uh, I don't know. Well, actually, Neil Peart played to a click. But you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you don't learn from the right people, 
then you don't know. So I got lucky. I was working with the click early. And then later in life, when I would get in the session and there would be a click, I was like, oh. Now you're there. Yeah, it's no problem. Like, it didn't freak me out. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And there's there's other, there's other different ways of, of sort of coming up with that. I mean, I, I didn't play drum set for a lot of the early years. But I grew up, you know, playing in a competition marching band in high school and, and oh, wow. you know, in middle school. And we'll when we're practicing, that. I'm sure yeah. we will. When we're practicing, I mean, we're sitting there with a click track behind us on a loudspeaker. Oh, wow. So it just kind of huh. gets buried in your brain yeah, yeah, at yeah. some point. And, and you have sort of tempos you can go to in your head. Yep. 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 Well, I, I would think, I mean, I would hope. I don't have um, I don't have particularly good pitch, which is why I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm an amateur bass player, mediocre singer, because it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I I'm not gonna say I had perfect time, but I relate to the to time, which is why I play drums. You know what I mean? I I saw the grid at Al's house. I can vouch that you had perfect time. <laughs> well, hey, whatever. Um, so tell us where you grew up. You mentioned uh, some of your some of your, the what, the drum line or the drum core thing. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I was born in New York um, and grew up in New Milford over oh. by Danbury. Wow. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. Um, I spent a lot of time in New Milford. Oh, really? Yeah. Like back uh, back in the day? Or, I was in a band recently? in the 80s that was a big deal in that area. Huh. Do you remember, um, uh, it's on the main drag. It's, uh, I think it's a Mexican place now. It, it was, uh, back then it was called the Hayloft. It was, uh, it's a... Riley's Red Barn or whatever. Do oh, yeah. You know I know what about? you're talking about. It's a big barn-type barn yep. building. I was in a band in the 80s. Mm. We we played there um, every Sunday. We were a big deal. And that there was a state. We built a state. It was like a big... It was a venue. That's a huge place in there. It was a there. rock and roll venue. Yeah. I had no idea it was that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I made a live record. That was like the first record I ever oh. made was um, a live album there at that place. That's really cool. Yeah, right on Route 7. Yeah. And you could probably fit... Two three hundred people in that place. Oh, we easily used to pack them in up top, and it was, the whole place was um, so New Milford. I had no idea. Oh, That's yeah. really cool. I did a lot of time there. Yeah, New Milford. Um, yes, yeah, so I grew up there. You know, I was the pots and pans baby that my mom likes to tell the story of all the time. You know, taking pots and pans out on the kitchen floor and banging them with whatever you know is around. Sure. Um, and then it, it really kind of got started um, in fourth grade, uh, elementary school. And so we went through fifth grade. So fourth and fifth grade was elementary school band. And I still remember, you know, the the um, local music shop coming in and signing us all up, you know, to oh, do whatever. Hey. And uh, luckily we didn't have to rent anything because I picked drums. Oh, that's cool. So to go buy a practice pad yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. know, set of sticks and... Uh, Huh. And and that's how it started. I mean, I was a product of of you know our our bands. Um, Why drums? I could just I I felt it. I felt yeah, yeah, it yeah. more. Sure. Um, I was a little bit not really like a wild child or like yeah. out of control or anything, but it just I, not it like you are now. Like you're so out of control. Out of control <laughs> or sedated. It depends <laughs> on the day. Right or the hour. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I just, I kind of gravitated towards it and I wanted to move. I wanted to move around. Your parents musical or no? Um, my mom can sing better than she thinks she can. Oh, and she has really good rhythm uh, and will be mad that I said that when she's watching this. Oh, really? Um, my dad enjoys music. Not quite musical, uh, but there's always been music in our family, yeah, uh, yeah. especially on my mom's side. I mean, they grew up with um, music in the house on holidays. My uncle played a 
uh, drum set himself. My grandfather played an organ. Oh, cool. um, there was a, a vibes player was, you know, one of the uncles. Hey. That's but cool. So music in the house. It was always, it was always in the house for them, always in the house for us. Um, but I, you know, I remember playing those first couple of years in elementary school. We, we I, I think you and I were talking about this one time, um, the music teachers we've all had that, yeah. that you would remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately for him, our elementary school music teacher was named Mr. Lapidus. Oh my. So you did kids do a lot with that, but yeah. he, he was, he was the start. Peck, I mean, Peckman's not the greatest name either, actually, but that's okay. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never thought of it that way. I don't even care. Yeah. But, um, I don't know if this was the same for you, but we actually had, you know, lesson periods in elementary school where he taught all of us. Yeah. Yep. I yep. didn't know if that was a, a regular thing. Do they still do it that way? I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm no longer in school, so I don't know. I don't know, actually. I don't have kids. I don't know. I don't know what they do. Yeah. For all I know, kids get beamed up to some place now. I would have no idea what they do. It's a cloud, yeah. Yeah, or something, yeah. Yeah. They just upload the information. I don't know. I don't know what they do. I suppose it depends. Yeah, it would be interesting to know. Yeah. But, um. Somebody will tell us. Yeah. Is anybody on that thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, from there, just. Going through the the system in elementary school and then into middle school, um, I realized what improv was in middle school. Uh, Every year we would take a condensed version of the marching band. We went to the local nursing home and we'd play songs up and down the hallway. Oh, cool. And uh, one year it was when I'm sure that wasn't startling to old people. No. Some of them couldn't hear it. Some of them loved it. Maybe that's why. Um. But I remember Mambo Number no. Five had come out that year. Okay, sure. So the music yep. teacher picked that one, yeah. uh, Mrs. Ifland, and uh, I remember looking at the you know the lead drummer who was a year older than me, mm-hmm. and he he says just stop trying to play the sheet music. Let's just mess around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I got you. And we improv for like two hours walking up and down hallways. And you're like, oh, now I get it. Yeah, this makes some yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it sounds right, it's right. Yeah. We, we did I it know. mostly because the music teacher was all the way at the front and, you know, hallways are thin, so she couldn't see us and yell yeah. at us. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, That's pretty cool. It was fun. And, I mean, from there, it just went up through high school, and high school was competition marching band. Um, wow. We were class five with, like, 160 people on the field. Mm. Uh, everything except for jazz band, because I s- still hadn't even picked up a pair of sticks to play drum set yet. Wow. So you were playing what during all of this? This was uh, all kinds of different drums and percussion, okay. all the stuff you see in, in the back and yeah, in yeah. the orchestra and the, yeah. the concert bands. Um, you know, around this time, it was who gets to play the sleigh bells on sleigh ride or the slapstick or the temple sure, sure. blocks yeah. or the, you know, the horse clomping around. Yeah, yeah. I got to shoot a gun for, one, one time. For what song? A blank. I don't, I don't remember. <clears throat> it was in high school. Uh-huh. And it was some stupid, I had to, blanks. Did you get volunteered for it, or did you I don't, say, I want to do this? I don't remember. I don't remember how it happened, but the band director was like, here, you know, whatever, whatever <laughs> it was. I wish I could remember. Beat four. Beat four. You know, or whatever. Cock the hammer, you know. Bang. Yep. And uh, I think I screwed it up. Really? I got so nervous. You get one shot, literally. That's it. Yeah, you get one shot. Um, yeah, I don't think I got it right. Huh. I think I was nervous. Was it a day of thing, or did you, when you guys were rehearsing... No, we rehearsed it. You rehearsed with the blanks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, 
But I think I think I recall my nerves got the better of me the night of because mm. everybody's looking. Yeah, you know, oh man, he's got a gun. He's going to do the gun, shoot the part, and well, I you know mis- I miscounted and I shot it at the wrong time or something. You, you think it was like a quarter note off or like I don't <laughs> what like what I are we talking on the about? Click. No, I was on the beat just to click. I rushed it a little bit. Yep. No, but I yeah I, I seen anyway yeah. Oh, I love that kind of stuff. I yeah. mean, we, we had things like that too. I remember one time um, we were doing like this Las Vegas sort of theme song. Sure. And uh, there was a Elvis and Elvets part in there. So I got dressed up in this Elvis costume Ooh. with, you know, some Elvets sure. kind of in tow. And we were walking up and down the aisles. Hey, it all makes sense now. <clears throat> that, that kind of stuff is fun. I mean, it's engaging. Um, I, I really miss those days uh, playing in, in that kind of a group. Something that you know the camaraderie in a in a band when you're playing live is very similar. Yeah. But when you're you know sitting with 125 people, and you have percussion one, two, yeah, three, yeah. and four. Yeah. Um, I miss that. Yeah. Well, go back to school. Why not? I guess. Or start a hundred piece band. Let's start a hundred piece band. We could both be in it. Yeah. Could be, yeah. We'll we'll go to the place in New Milford that holds three hundred people right. and we'll fill half we'll have of it with musicians. A hundred piece band. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Do you get all the, the instruments or do you like pick and choose? Do you make it a I don't know. You know? I don't know. We're we're making this up now. Yeah. Could be anything. Just strap, you know, some strap to like a timpani and whatever. And, whatever. And do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm tr- I'm debating whether I should tell the new Milford story, and I just realized I shouldn't. Not family friendly. No, I don't think so. You tell me after. I was, I was yeah, yeah. Um, so then, drum kit. When did that day happen? When you're just like, you know what, I'm ready. Yeah, it was interesting. Are you ready? Well, no. You were you were saying I'm ready now. Yeah, I'm ready to play drum kit. How did that happen? I remember in junior year of high school, I was really good friends with this guy, uh, Rob Wichkowski. Okay. And um, he had a drum set in his basement. I was always hanging out with him and, you know, going over his house and, you know, messing around or whatever. And he taught me, you know, the first beat, you know, doing eighths on the hat, sure. and two and four and one and three yep. and doing that whole thing. And, you know, little by little, I was kind of getting into the drum set. I could already read, yeah. you know, drum sheet music and stuff, but he was teaching me, you know, th- this is this is a whole different ball game. Yeah, yeah. And at some point, I remember starting to have a desire for a drum kit. Um, and before I really was able to even ask my parents, my uncle, yep. who's a drummer, okay. called my mom and said, I'm at this yard sale. Yep. Right? The yard sale yep. story. Yep. Sure. And, you know, it's some import nothing kit that came with a Zildjian scimitar symbols. Yeah, yeah, sure. And sure. Um, sure. and he bought me a throne and, you know, snare drum to go with it. Yep. And I think my dad was pretty upset about the whole thing because he wasn't really involved in the conversation. Oh, no. He's like, okay, here we go. He's supportive now. Um, but, you know, my mom and my uncle brought that thing home and it just wowed me. And You were, re- you were ready you were right at the right moment. I was. And, and I did some stuff down there on my own. You know, I would have Rob over and he would, you know, continue teaching me stuff. Yeah. Um, but I never really got to play with anybody else yet. Like no, you know, people playing guitar or anything. Sure. And, uh, at, at some point in senior Weren't year. Weren't guitars outlawed in New Milford for a while? Remember that period? Yeah. It was Axe Band is what they called it. <laughs> yeah. There was an Axe Band. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> so. New Milford's a weird place. It is. 
You know, they double is it? They double wided Route 7 since you've been there. Oh, really? And now it goes all the way into Danbury, two-lane, oh. like 50-mile-an-hour road. Oh. Is that good or bad? Probably good because it would take too long to get over to Danbury. I got you. Yeah. You want to go to Stu Leonard's, I mean. I have. I live. I could walk to Stu Leonard's from my house. I love Stu Leonard's. That's my happy thing. Newington? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I live in Berlin. I love Stu Leonard's. Oh, I go there great. all the time. It's really good. Yeah, I'm kind of sometimes I'm hoping that my musical career will completely crash so that I can just go work at Stu Leonard's. I, I'm like, it's my happy place. When I'm there, I'm like, I wish I could just be here all the time. I'm like, well, you could, you know, you could. So when I retire, that's the first place what, I'm going. What job would you do? Are you looking at like cashier? Are you care. stocking? Are you cutting care. meat? I want to be here. You just want to be in the I Stu Leonard's. I want to be here. Just tell me what you, I need to do. I'll be here. I feel like you should do like some stocking thing so you could go around the whole store at least on a daily. I would be up in the whole place. When I retire, that's the first place I'm going. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, I remember the the one in Danbury, I think was the first one, uh, like Danbury Brookfield. I played at the grand opening of that on a flatbed flatbed no, truck in the parking lot. I did. What year is that? If I had to guess, I would say it was uh 80, 86, 85, 86, 85. Let's find out. You keep talking. I'll keep talking. Yeah, well, I mean, they had all the original, you know, animated thing, like Twinkie the Kid and, oh, yeah. you know, Jaquita Banana. Oh, yeah. Oh, they still do. In Newington, they have some. They have a couple in there? Yeah, they got things. Yeah. You're like, oh, no. You can see the employees, like the kids going to press the button. You can press the, the button. Thing. It's like, oh, no. And then you press it. And it's good. And there, there it is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I have to know now. They, so you played at the opening on a flatbed yep. in the parking lot? Yep. Yep. Uh, and they had the cows there and stuff. And yep. Wow. Yep. There was hay bales next to us. It was a country band back then. Wow. It was a gig. Someone's like, hey, you want to do this gig? I think. I, it was in Norwalk. Does that sound right? Um, we have other things to talk about. I think about. there's a couple there. Yeah, yeah. There, there's one there. I did play the opening of A Stu Leonard. A Stu Leonard. Yeah. Well, that, that's, you've been posting your discography lately. I think mm-hmm. that, yep. it, as a live show, deserves its own thing. Like, oh. I opened Stu Leonard. I think I might. Went, went past it. You opened for Stu Leonard's. Yeah. I think Stu Leonard plays. Really? I've seen, yeah, I've seen videos of him drumming on a guitar. I huh. got the feeling. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. We need to stop talking about Stu Leonard's. We yeah. Other things. All right. So there you they're are. Gonna, they're going to pay us, right? You know, that's a good question, actually. Maybe if we keep talking, I can get Stu Leonard's to, to sponsor yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. we have to say it five more times before the hours Stu over. Leonard's, Stu 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 Leonard's. <laughs> and you say it over and over and it <laughs> loses all meaning. Yeah. You ever do that? Yeah. But you, Stu Leonard's, Stu Leonard's, Stu Leonard's, and it doesn't mean anything. It either it either doesn't mean anything or Stu Leonard pops out of the mirror. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, don't say it at night. Yep. So <clears throat> you're learning more from your friend. You're playing drums in the basement. Your yep. dad, dad's hating it. Yep. And then here's what happened. Um, my parents split somewhat amicable. They're, they're still friends. Yeah. All the, it's all good stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and my mom got back together with a, like a prior high school sweetheart. Oh boy. You know, like 30 years later, this really tall guy with a lot of hair. Okay. And, um, he plays guitar. Hey. And, uh, wow. one night I'm at their house in Vernon. Uh, that's where she moved to. And um, I had, you know, my marching band, like the two A's, you know, the really thick sticks yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the house because I was, you know, practicing for yeah. whatever. Sure. And Steve has this little, like, I don't know, 10-watt gorilla amp that he's got a Les Paul plugged into. Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember if he had on, like, Rockin' in the Free World or, hey. or some song from Concert for George or whatever. 
but I just decided I'm going to, I'm taking my sticks and I went and sat in the living room where he was playing this thing. And I started playing the side of the fireplace hey. with the sticks and you know, it's got the mesh so you can get a, like a little hi hat oh, yeah, yeah. thing going <laughs> and the snares on the metal and, yeah, yeah. and that sort of thing. That's funny. And then, uh, I mean, it kind of dawned on us really quick. Um, we're moving the drum set here hey. from New Milford and, and, I mean, forevermore. I was I was living with them uh, in the summer, and when I would come home from you know school at UConn, Steve and I would play every single night down in the basement. Coolest stepdad ever. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, he really, really got me started with what it meant to play with people. Hey, that's cool. And uh, Steve, if you end up watching this, I apologize for the early years because I grew up as a, a massive Carter Beaufort fan. So mm. Steve's playing these classic rock you know, tunes and yeah, some yeah. of the, some of the like, you know, more mellow, like fun. Yeah. And you um, want, you want to get into it and I'm yeah. dancing all around yeah. and doing yeah. fills uh, and you know, you must've been sitting there thinking I gotta be crazy. Yeah. But we all do that. <clears throat> we all do that. Yeah. When you're, I don't want to say when you're starting, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You want to, we all want to do that. Yeah. At some point. It's true. I did that. I mean, I think of how many things I would want to undo like our pro So, when I was starting to play practically, um, our, our Carter Beaufort, it was Neil Pert and mm -hmm. Stuart Copeland. Those were the two biggest drummers. And yeah, I ruined every band I was ever in by trying. <laughs> I was more of a Stuart Copeland guy. But yeah, just trying to play every song as if it was a police tune. Right. The, you know. So you just played it all reggae? Yeah, or just too busy, <laughs> too busy, busy. hi-hats or whatever, just trying to you know, make it all make sense. And then you realize after a while, you're just like, let me just play the bare minimum and build it up from there right. rather than try to fit all these, th you know, but yeah, but we all, you know, I'm just saying you do it. I mean, I, I like the way that you do that now, which is posting 30 second Facebook videos of you <sighs> doing something where you're like, this isn't needed anywhere. Yeah. Here it is. Well, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Cause I, yeah. I mean, I, I like to, um, I'm always fooling around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I sit down on the drums, I'm always trying to, figure out some ridiculous lick or just, you know, working through something. And yeah, 99.9% .9 of them are unsuitable for... They don't go anywhere. No, they don't go anywhere, but they're fun. You know, I have fun playing them. Yeah. And I feel like it does something. Very occasionally, I'll be like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this out on the gig. And nine times out of 10, it doesn't even work. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, oh, well. Well, I have a question for you, uh -oh. by the way, on those videos. Oh, boy. I've seen you do it. And I, I want to know... I want to know why you do it. Oh, okay. If it's because you're bored, if it's because you're fooling around, because those are fooling around videos. Yeah. A lot of times I see you take one of your hands and you change your stick grip. So your index finger oh, is God. on the top the of the stick like habit. this and you're doing this. The worst. It, it looks like you're poking at stuff. Terrible. It's a terrible, I have to, I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, don't do this. Um, I don't know why. Yeah. It's bad, bad technique. It looks cool though. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's not. It's not. No, it's it's ter It's terrible technique. Yeah, I just so you know. All right, is it boredom? No, it's what ends up happening sometimes is I years ago. This is so freaking boring. Just fast forward, <laughs> non drummer people. I started playing extreme five A. Yeah. Vic Firth. Yep. Extra half inch. Because I have, my hands are pretty big. And I fooled around one day. I think I tried different sticks. And I like that extra length. It just puts the fulcrum, the weight in a different place. 
I'm like, oh, this is cool. I kind of, I like, you get used to it. And then sometimes I'll pick up a regular size stick when I'm teaching and it's not enough. Ah. So I start holding it way at the end uh-huh. and then I can't steady it. And I started doing this thing and just out of necessity because the stick is too short oh. and I'm holding it way at the end. And then to steady it, I'm doing this. You need that. Gonna, and I start doing that. And now I'm doing that even with the long sticks because I just, Oh, okay. It's terrible technique. Keith Moon used to do that. Huh. Um, yeah, I don't do that for any reason. It's just bad technique. That's interesting. And you do it with either hand. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends on what kind of sound. But then there's other other times when I'm playing a cymbal or if I want, I can I hold the stick very, very lightly. Yeah. Like I'll play right like that. Yeah. It just depends on what kind of sound I'm after. But sometimes if I'm playing a lick and I want to be forceful, I don't want any bounce. I just want to. You do the finger thing. I don't bury it, but I just kind of, you know. Yeah. yeah. Bad technique. I always tell my kids don't. And I have one of my kids. He's like, stop doing that. Because when I sit down and show him, um, I tease him. I said, don't ever do this. I'm going to do it, but don't ever do this. Yeah. And then I'll sit down, and the first thing he'll say is, stop doing that. Okay, you know, you're right. Cause it's, I just, I don't know. I don't have the world's greatest technique, but. Um, That's interesting coming from, like, one of the top drummers I've ever seen. I know you don't like that, that thing, the things, and people say it. but No, no, I like it. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't learn uh, the, I did learn the right way. I'm left-handed. Yeah. So uh, I did not learn proper technique. Um, I tried my best and then I just kind of went at it. But I feel like I know how to draw out the sound that I want to hear when I'm playing. It does kind of look like you're drawing. I I don't say that lightly, but now that you say it like that. I never thought about it. You're kind of, and I hear it on, you know, a lot of Al's original tunes that, that you've been on. Um, you're kind of like building a part. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of, you know, move it and put in color here and color there. I think so. It's a little Bob Rossi without the Afro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I never thought about it that way, but yeah, I just kind of, you know, I, sometimes I tell kids, um, Nick, I used to, he's a student when he was younger. There's a per, another person in this room. Um, obviously I want to write the wrongs. I want people to have the right technique, but you know, if to, if you, hopefully if you have a sound in your head and whatever it takes to create that sound, right. doesn't matter how you're holding the stick. It's Unless true. the way you're holding the stick is preventing you. But anyway, I don't know. I guess if anything, I have the ear. So I hear what I'm trying to do and then I don't pay attention to how my hands are. And then later I'll go, Oh, it turns out that I was, that's what was going on. Yeah. You know, just depending on what kind of sound I'm trying to. That's interesting. Yeah, I've been meaning to ask you about that one for a while. I don't know. I don't know if that's an answer, but. That's a very good answer. Bad technique. But just not <laughs> not good technique. Not bored of bad technique. But whatever it takes, you know. I try to teach the kids at least like this is the easiest way. Like technically, this is the way that you should do it that would make the most sense. Yep. But, and then I don't do any of it the right way. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're teaching the right thing. That's what they're hopefully picking up. Well, you try to, it's that old thing of like, you kind of got to know the, because I did know the rules. Like you got to kind of know the rules before you break them. That's true. Kind of. I agree with you. I just feel like, all right, if I'm the first drummer that you're going to meet and I'm going to teach you, I am going to kind of show you the rules. Yeah. And then at a certain point, you know, um, sometimes we have to talk about you, but sometimes you find with kids, Nick probably remembers this, but sometimes you get like, you they'll be going to play a specific thing 
Like I'll go, all right, let's learn this part and we'll play a thing, but then they'll make a mistake that's equally as good. It right. sounds cool, but it's right. not the thing we're going for. I go, okay, you're mishearing that, what we're doing. You're mishearing it, but what you're playing is actually really cool. So let's, I'll remember that. Let's put that aside momentarily. Break the barrier. Let's get the thing, and then let's go back and learn your mistake. Right. Because sometimes when you're going for something and you mistake your way into something else, I feel like it's my job as a teacher to go like, okay, you know what? What you played isn't wrong. It's just different than this thing, but let's use this to discern and then go, okay, let's go after the thing and get it precisely and get it perfect and then go, all right, now we're going to look at your mistake. You hear the difference. Now play that and then play the mistake. Right. And then so anyway, sometimes I always look at it like to maximize what you're going after. Like, so you're going after this one lick and you might've mistaked your way into two other ones. We bag them all up going after that one thing. You just learned three things. Sure. As long as you can, you know, tag them. And one of them kind of came natural to you, even if it was the mistake. Right. I mean, it doesn't, yeah. You know, so, um, that's cool. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I look at it that way. I, I wouldn't say there are no mistakes. I mean, if you're going to play something and it's it's not going to land or yeah. you're out of time. Right. But sometimes, you know, people just mishear a syncopation or something. And I go, that's close. Not quite, but let's, let's uh, you know, what do they say? Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. You know, or whatever. Yeah. And then go back and then just like, lo and behold, we just picked up three things while we were but going For the price forward. of one. Why not? And then you just increase th- your amount of things you can reach for yeah i guess i love that that's that's great i try to that's what i try to do there's yeah. mistakes you know like i say sometimes you mistake your way into something equally as good hey not to bring up bob ross for a second time but he says all mistakes are happy little accidents hey you know what i guess that's true yeah, yeah. i never thought of it that way but yeah that's kind of one of my concepts but yeah nice yeah why not yeah so anyway um then what <clears throat> well so, so there you are with stepdad I'm stepdad Steve, and uh, after you know we had been playing in the basement for so long, we finally got up the nerve to go and try an open mic. Hey, so we you know we did a couple at like the Tiger, yeah, yeah. and Sully's. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time we went there, uh, Bob Laramie sat in and yeah. and helped us out, which was great because we're I mean drums and electric sure. guitar and, and vocals, and uh, we're playing rocking in the free world, and it's, Steve's gonna hate that tell the story. Yeah. And uh, as soon as it goes into the guitar solo, Steve, you know, goes to rip into this thing and he steps on the cord and yanks it out of the amp. Oh, no. And all yeah. of a sudden I'm just sitting Bass there. Solo. Yeah, I'm just sitting there with Bob, like yeah. 15-year-old, first time ever playing out. I'm going, what do I do? Well, hey, man, this happens. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you're going to see what you do. And Bob, Bob's like, just keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're going to do what you do. Yeah, that's funny. So, yeah, so we did that. And, I mean, Steve and I played together. We, we play together now. I, I was up there oh, for Thanksgiving. Every time cool. we get together, we're playing. Um, we were doing open mics. Uh, we had a couple of our own shows. Yeah. Uh, we were opening for a friend's band of his. That's cool. Um, but it all originated with just jamming in the basement, which it, it's such a timeless classic. Yeah. And, Beautiful. Um, it should be. It should be. And, you know, from there, and Steve and I have never stopped playing, like I was just saying. We always play. And uh, and I'll always come back to that. Um, but then I moved to Granby at, at uh, the week before the October snowstorm where we all lost power for like two weeks. What year? 2010. Year? Oh, I don't know if I remember that. Do I remember that? Or 2011. Yeah. 
Um, but I moved there and started going to this place called the Cambridge House, which you know. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yep. And um, I met Dave Costa, who was running the open mic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met Joe O'Brien mm-hmm. uh, early on. And, and then all, the, all the cats. All the guys in, in Al Gamera's. Yep. And um, I started going and seeing Joe's band, The Bus Drivers, mm-hmm. which was, you know, Jeff Presh was the lead oh, vocalist okay. at the right. time. And, and makes sense, yeah. Dennis Fancher was in yep. it and all that stuff. And um, every single one of them, all of them, in their own way, sort of took me under their wing. Uh, Dave gave me the best advice when I first started playing, you know, at the open mic, he came over to me, he said, your goal is to serve the song. Right. And I think about that every time I play. Yeah. It's the best advice out there. Yeah. Yeah. Serve the tune. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, every one of them, um, has had me on gigs, uh, working on some of their original stuff. Um, you know, just kind of taking somebody with no live experience and saying, you know what, we'll give you a shot. Yeah. And it's it's been amazing. All those guys. I mean, the first time I recorded was with uh, Jeff in, in Nano's basement. Oh wow! Oh yeah! Oh, he's on the list. Yeah, I gotta get him. Oh, get him next week. Maybe I'll get him next. I got week. his phone number. Okay, Nano, if you're listening, I'm calling you. Okay. Yeah, um, he's on the list. But yeah, everybody in their own way, you know, uh, just just kind of took me and said, "This is this is how we do this. This yeah. is how you do a live show." Great. Um, this is the kind of stamina you need to be playing for three hours. These are, you know, the gigs, learn how to load in and load out and, um, learn how to drink, learn how to drink. I did that. Yeah. Cool. Um, but I love, I love drinking going, drinking going, you keeping up. I I try. Yeah. 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 You just, no, I don't, I actually don't drink hardly at all. It just, it tastes funny. You're better off. You know, my thing is like, um, yeah, I am better off. I, I can never get into alcohol. I just, I forget that it exists. I just forget. Huh. I forget that it's a thing. And my standard joke is, I guess they say that alcohol brings, uh, you know, it brings your insides out, you know, it brings your latent. And I don't have anything hidden. So I am. That's true. Right. So it just makes me um, uh, hot, dizzy, and tired. Yeah. I'm still me, but I'm just like, I'm dizzy now. It's just all worse. Yeah, that's all. Huh. It does. I don't, you know. I don't seek, you know, all these emotions don't come out. It's just like, oh, yeah, no, I'm dizzy now. This is stupid. Now, why would you do it then? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I never got into it. Never drank that much. That's a good thing. I guess so. Yeah. I just, it was never one of my things. Yeah? Yep. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of drinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's it's been a great ride. I kind of I kind of feel a little bit like a nomad in a way. I get, uh, you know, a lot of calls to fill in for this or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm kind of like a, a, a regular in s- certain lineups too. Yeah, yeah. Um, with, with Al's live show yep. or, um, you know, uh, I've been playing with a um, band called Steelhead. Okay. Uh, which is a lot of fun. Also, you know, like half originals, half covers. Kind yeah, of nice. Thing. Who's in that? Anybody we know? Um, you should actually have him on. His name's Anthony Kraft. He used to okay. cook at the Cambridge House, actually. Oh, okay. And he's got a ton of original music. Um, it's all like kind of jam bandy, yeah, uh, yeah. Grateful Dead, yeah. Fish kind of stuff. Uh, that's that's a lot of fun. And I, I like that. I, you know, I like playing Joe's originals and Al's originals and Anthony's originals. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it, it, there's a different feeling to what they put into it. I'm not saying they don't put feeling into, yeah, yeah. you know, the covers and stuff because everybody does. But there's something else that comes along with those originals that 
the passion is a little bit different. Yeah. And it's really, I mean, it's an honor, first of all, to play on somebody's original tunes yeah, yeah. And, and get asked to do it. Um, For sure. But it's also fun. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I think so. The only non-fun part is uh, trying to play whatever your parts were on Al's originals. Oh. At, at some point, They're Al. They're not a trick. I don't. Most of them aren't. But at one point, Al came over to me. He goes. Oh, no. He goes, I, I asked you to you know, to do this live gig, you said, bring what you play. He's like, yeah, right. Don't try to be John. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm only playing the song too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you say, if you serve the song, you're going to come up with the same thing. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Radical. No. I mean, especially his stuff. It's, it's, it's song, it's songs. You know, it's like, uh, I know that sounds stupid. People, of course it's songs, but he doesn't, it's like Al's music is not, I mean, I guess it's genre specific in that it's guitar based generally. Sure. But it's not, you can't bring a bag to it. You just have to, like, I just go song by song. Right. You just go, okay, listen to it and go, okay, I'm going to play the drums along to what this is. It's not like, oh yeah, this is a rock band or this is a, a reggae band or this is a funk band. It's, it, there's no. You got to hear the tune. It just hears the tune. And you know, nine times out of 10, I don't know what it's like with you, but without what usually happens, because he knows that it's coming. It's like he'll, you know, sit down and he'll have the lyrics, everything. Okay, we're going to listen to the tune. And, you know, boink. Okay, he starts playing. I'm listening to it and reading the lyrics. And, like, you know, by the time I get halfway through, I'm just like, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> you know, <laughs> songs are all just funny. They are very funny. And clever and just, you know, I, you're just like, how is you know, like the song will, it'll be maybe sometimes a silly title, but sometimes you don't even know from the title, but then you're just like, okay, what's going to happen? How's this going to happen? You get halfway through the song, you're like, oh, so this is what he's been doing. And then you get to, I, I think it's cut number 20, sorry if I'm okay. wrong, Al, or 21 or 19, a song called Quasimojo. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Quasimojo, a go-go. A go-go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that's fun. But that's what I mean. So then you can't, you just, you have, you have to just play the thing. Just go, okay, well, let me listen to what the instruments yep. are doing and then find out how closely do you want me to follow this or whatever. And you just do it. But yeah, his songs are always, you know, it's not like, oh yeah, I'm doing this funk session or I'm doing, it could be anything. You just go in and, and you're there. Could be anything. You know, I, I'm probably biased good. because I'm a product of all these people yeah, around right. here, but right. You know, it, it's kind of cliche to say, like, buy local or support local music. You know, everybody says that, but it's it's true. There's so much good music in any given place Yeah. Um, that you, all you have to do is seek it out. You know, you might not have heard a song before, but you also never heard Stairway to Heaven before the first time you heard it. Don't even get me started. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I have a, I have a comedy routine. Someday I'm going to put all these routines together and do a, a comedy open mic. But that's the thing, that at some point, um, uh, Leonard Skinner took the stage and said, we're going to play a brand new song now. We just wrote, it's called Free Bird. And someone's like, play, yeah, give me three what steps. Are you doing? Yeah, right. what are you, we don't want to hear that. Yeah. He wants Free Bird. Yeah. I also, I think I did hear too that <clears throat> Zeppelin said the first few times they played Stairway, people were just like, what's going on? Yeah, when, when's the song going to start or whatever? Yeah. yeah. So everything's original at some point. It is. At some point, somebody wrote Happy Birthday and other people are like, no. Yeah, he's a jolly good fellow. We we, we don't need a, a happy birthday. Wait, what are we gonna do? We're gonna, people are gonna sing this, and yeah. it's all gonna be in like a minor key. Yeah, and yeah. Depressing. Oh, like, it, 
Well, nobody sings Happy Birthday. Happy Birthday is terrible. They should get rid of that song. Yeah. It's in three. People don't know yep. it's in three. It's an octave jump. You have to, and nobody can, me included, can never, because you have to remember as a singer, you're like, okay, I got to, it's an octave mm-hmm. ju- leap. So you don't want to start too high. No. And then most people just bail and it. That's why it's always off key because people don't. Yeah. And you get the, the phasers out. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Let's abolish happy birthday. That's in the first one. Yep. Yep. People can still ask for stairway, but they're going to be bored by it as we've now determined. Yeah. God. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, then what? Oh. You're still at it. Still at it. Yeah. Um, Loving, loving doing the original gigs. Uh, yeah. We have a, a Christmas gig coming up this weekend, which is going to be fun. All oh Christmas tunes. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I think I did that once. You did do that once. Yeah. I have the recording. All the, oh, boy. Yep. Yeah. And you're going to play it exactly the way I played it. That's the only way to play it. Right, right. I yeah. memorized all your live sure. parts yeah, from, a, from a two and a half hour set. Yeah, you got to hold your stick like this. Yeah. yeah. I hold the stick. I charted yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Good. Good. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's gonna flop. Yeah, well, yeah. No, but you know, playing as much as I possibly can. I, I've realized. Um, so my wife and I have been married for just over a year now. Uh, shout out to Shannon. Who's oh wait, I wanted to go back just for a minute. Oh please, I, I forgot to say this when we were talking about the click track because now you can relate. Yep. Now that you're married, the click track is like your wife. It's never wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's always you. Like you play the click and it's off. It's like you're wrong. That, you're, wrong. you're wrong and you are if you're yeah. off the click you are just like when you're married you're wrong yep your wife is right yep you're wrong i that's it, a funny thing the the click track in our house <laughs> while while it can be shannon um it's it's actually shannon but indirectly so she says the thing that's right i'm not interested in listening to it or carrying out the correct thing sure and the joke between her and our close friend brendan who is also a drummer okay is all it will take to get Evan to do the thing yep. that, that is right, sure. that Shannon suggested, sure. is to have Joe O'Brien tell him to do it. Oh. Because, you know, yeah. Joe knows what he's doing, but yeah, yeah. Shannon doesn't, obviously. I see. So that's, that's the joke. So she goes to Joe and says... It's happened. Yeah, well, that's all right. That's some people you just can't hear it from. You don't want to hear it from. I just need a day. Yeah. Need a day to think it over. You ever need, like, a? you just need a day, like... You, you know it's right, but you're going to rebel because you don't want it to be right, and then you come back the next day. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've done that. I don't know. I can't talk about it. Um, I've been with my wife since 1994. Wow. 1996. I was yeah. 96. I, I think that's when we kind of, you know, made it official or whatever. I was eight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that we... And hopefully you guys, you know, will be, it's, it's, I think it's one of those things where it's a, we compliment each other as in, you know, not compliment like, you know, nice, nice dress, but, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're equally right about different things mm-hmm. and we trust each other to a degree. Yeah. The trust is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's some things that I am right about and some things that she's right about and we just kind of wasn't she right about um a very specific bass drum lick one time oh my god <laughs> i think you already told that on the podcast i must have oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's weird man um not a musician I, but but got you on I a try, bass drum I, lick. I trust, you know what i 
Is, well, is your wife like? I trust her ear. I trust my wife's ear. Oh, I trust Shannon's ear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She has a better ear than she thinks. To be completely honest. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, she, she's like uh, my wife is like. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a musician, but she she has a musician's take. Like she connects with things emotionally. Yeah. Which I assume that most normal people, I think they just like a genre. You know, they I like country music and mm. that's what they. With her, she has like musician. It doesn't make sense to you. You have to be her. But yeah, I do trust her ear because she she'll know the difference. She'll hear something. She goes, "That's you playing, isn't it?" Or "That's not you." Or she could pick that out. Anyway, right. So what's your wife? What's her deal? Ah, well, uh, she she grew up. Um, she played hand chimes in school. Oh, okay. Learned how to play piano. Um, a lot of people in her family know how to play. Her mom played, and um, she's been outrageously supportive of this whole thing. I mean, the first thing we started on when we got the house was we're building the music room hey. and, and downstairs. And yeah, because you know, I'd lived in a condo for ten years yeah, playing an electronic drum same kit. Thing. Yep. And, and it, it killed me. I don't know if it was the same for you, but it killed me inside to play an electronic kit exclusively. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a different thing. It's fine. You can practice with it. It's not uh, a substitute. It's different. No. And I mean, they're making them a lot better now, but I'm not yep. spending five grand that I don't have on an electronic kit that's going to feel real. Nope. Yeah. Not, not going to do it. Right. No, I hear you. I never had a kit in my condo. I would just, I would practice when I was teaching. The kid didn't that makes show. sense. I, would, I just didn't. I didn't bother doing that. Now that we have the house, yeah, yeah. It. I mean, it's been a huge relief being able to go down and practice. Um, you know, for a gig or whatever, we'll go down. You know, maybe we'll have a cocktail or something, and we'll have like a '90s night. Oh, nice. Where I just put on like Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys on the PA, and I'll just play along to sure. the drums, and sure. you know, we'll just do that. Yeah. Why not? And and it's it's a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, she's incredibly supportive. We'll see how that plays out in the long run. But yeah, yeah, well, yeah. She's never come to me and said like, "Can you please not take a gig?" Oh, well. hasn't happened yet. Um, I don't know what to say. I was gonna say, um, wait, maybe that might change when you have a kid. But I don't know if you're having kids. Or- maybe I, I think, uh, and by maybe I mean yeah. We're, at least who we'll knows? try. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Yeah, well, that's cool. But yeah, no, I trust my wife's ear. She's she's usually right mm-hmm. about stuff, which I hate. You know, you get over sometimes. It. Yeah, I was playing the ocean by Led Zeppelin at a at a at a gig, and I saw her. I'm like, "What's your problem?" <laughs> She's like, "You're playing that wrong." Like what? And she was right. You know, we listened to it later, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." I was just I made an assumption about where a bass drum though, and she just knew that it was you know no it just she's. she couldn't tell me what, but she's like, "No, it's not." You're, you're just she, she had it. it though. Yeah, she was she's there. Like, you know, every time you played that, I, she would get more bugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. Yep. You're right. Yeah, I made an assumption about how the part went. And I mean, yeah, it's wrong. Yeah. But it's not being off of a click wrong. N- no, no, but it was cool. I was kind of like, yeah, all right, yeah, I, I, I see how that goes. Yep. I see, I see how, how that would make sense, mm-hmm. Um, the way he actually played it. Um, All right. We're not. I'm not going to say we're getting close, but do you want to uh, wrap up your history? Yeah, and then get into whatever else. Sure. All right. Yeah, with the. I mean, with the history that that's kind of where it is now. Just playing yeah. with a, a bunch of different people. Yeah, yeah. Finally having the basement set up. Um, you know, it's it's just been, you know, it, it's been eye opening how kind the community is. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, everybody that's given me a chance of playing with them and, and, and working on their tunes or, you know, doing a live gig or, or, or anything like that. There's just a lot of great people around here. Yeah. I mean, right. Ton of whom you've had on the show. Mm. Um, some of which are clients, some of which are friends. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just, I'm thankful for the whole thing to be truly honest. It's, yeah, it's yeah. been great. Yeah. It's, it's really been great. Good. That's cool. Good. As long as you're enjoying it. I guess that's the main thing. I am. I, it, I realized, uh, on the drive over here, just how involved my entire life is in music. It's, um, it's what I go do for fun. Sure. Playing out. Sure. Um, I'll play at home, you know, Shannon and I will go downstairs and yep. listen to music or I'll, I'll be playing music or practicing or whatever. And then when I go to work, it's the same thing. It's working yeah, with yeah, musicians. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like, and then, we're, we, you know, we go to concerts. And yeah. So tell us, in case people don't know, briefly your day job and why it matters. Oh, it, uh, it matters because they should feel sorry for me. And that is because I work for Alan Friedman. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bummer. He's actually been amazing. Of course. Uh, I joined them about six years ago oh, wow. uh, after spending a long time at a very large CPA firm. Um, and uh, I met Alan through Jeff Presh, actually. Uh, oh. Jeff's been a long time client of his. Okay. And um, I first, you know, met Alan uh, when we were, were both doing the same gig at, yeah. a, at a UConn event. And, and by gig, I mean talking to high school students about the accounting profession. Oh. So I had a breakout room with a panel that I was hosting. Yeah. Uh, you know, later in the day, but to start the morning at like, I don't know, 8.30 or 9 o'clock in the morning, the Accounting Crows played oh, like a 45-minute set. Gotcha. So Alan's up there playing classic rock to these high school kids and yeah. like Beatles tunes and stuff. That's cool. And uh, and we sat down and did that. And, and since then, I mean, um, my whole client base is musicians, bands, recording studios. Hey, that's cool. Equipment manufacturers. Um he and, and another person in our office have a huge practice with music retailers that I don't dabble in yeah. kind of focused. Yeah. Um, but it, it's amazing. I mean, we have clients that nobody's ever heard of who are amazingly talented and amazing people, you know, up to a bunch of famous people. Um, and it really doesn't matter to me famous or not. It's yeah, like, right. are you a nice person? Yeah. Right. Um, right. you know, a lot of people you've either had on your show or, or should have on your show. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'll get to him. We'll yeah, go over definitely. the list. Yeah, definitely. It, it's a blast working with Alan. Hey, that's um, cool. That's cool. Yeah, I would imagine so. You know, that must have been cool. Part of the scene, too. Yeah. Like you get, you know, like it ties into the music scene. I, you know, I, I, it, it's still a small world, but I thought I knew most of the local people. Yeah, and yeah. then when Alan started, you know, introducing me to some other of his local clients like wow i didn't know that a was lot a whole other thing yeah 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 that's cool right on yeah right on that's been fun yeah he's a good person to work for yeah i bet i bet seems like it sometimes yeah well hey whatever um you ready you know it's coming you already know you already thought about this you're ready i had to okay uh are you a consistent practicer of your instrument uh no like a goal-oriented not not the way i would like to be sure I don't think it matters. I just curious. Yeah. You know, some people do, some people don't. Yeah, I did for I did for years and years. I mean, I used to have those chops and, you and still the marching have your, band you days. You got your rudiment. You still got those chops? I, I don't have those chops though. Oh wow. But um yeah, I I'd, I'd like to practice more yeah. and actually like work on work on things around the kit more so than 
maybe working on songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've taken the song direction yeah. for a long time now and, yep. and should, you know, have some refocus, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's cool. You got your whole life. Yeah. You know, now you got the got the kid at home. Sky's the limit. Can actually do something. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Desert Island albums. You get three? Eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm an enormous Dave Matthews Band fan. Uh, what, what do we got, like one minute? No. Nine minutes. Nine minutes. So, <laughs> enormous Dave Matthews Band fan. I'll come back to what that all means okay. because there's going to be haters, and that's okay. Uh-huh. Um, I'd go before these crowded streets. Okay. I don't a, know any. I'm not a... There's one they put out in 98. Okay. Um, and uh, then I'd go... Th- th- see, these are all going to be different because I you know, grew up with classic rock in the house, but sure. we didn't listen like records front to back or like have the folds or yeah, memorize yeah. like yeah. the song names. I just, sure. we, we had them all on. Um, Locked Down by Dr. John, his last record, oh. 2012. Oh, okay. I don't know that one. It's just wow. this New Orleans, cool. like yeah, I bet. soupy, yeah. funky, yeah. really cool stuff. Who's on drums? Um, he has a few different people on there, yeah. uh, depending on the tune. I have to check out that record. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> so to go with like more of an orchestral piece too. Um, I really love theme music, uh, movie music, John Williams very specifically. Sure. Um, and I have this on vinyl too. E.T. the extraterrestrial the the score for it. Sure. It's an incredible tune. Yeah, that's what they say. The violin parts are, you know, just fun to listen to. Far out. I, I love singling out. You get like, you know, 20 different instruments and, and putting all the rest in the back of your head and listening to yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. oboe. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, sure. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. That's killer. So, um, what else? Oh, well, so on the Dave Matthews thing real quick. Yeah. So there's haters and there's there's good reasons. To be a hater. But the porta potty thing. The porta potty thing when they dumped it on the boat. Um, So I I grew up listening to them. Uh, You know, my mom got me the the Crash album. Sure. uh, That Crash was on and, you know, too much and so much to say. And I, I, you know, listened to that going to sleep when I was a child. Right. Uh, And, you know, I've been to 40 plus concerts. Oh, wow. You know, my mom took me to one when I was 14 years old. Um, And, uh, you know, I just, I love that group for the musicianship and, and listening to the different parts like we were just saying sure. and being a huge Carter fan and what sure. he's able to do. The the rightful hate is a lot of the younger fan base who go there for a party. Okay. Which you get at, you know, some concerts. Yeah, you, yeah. you definitely still get so it's that. It's the culture. It's the culture. It's not the music. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it could be easy to hate on the music. They're they're not a, uh, they've never been like a radio hit band, right? Mm. So they put out Ants Marching, which was, one of the only ones that was ever on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they hear Dave's voice. Yeah. And it's like it's like the first time I heard Neil Young do Don't Let It Bring You Down. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, if you like it, you like it. Right? I mean, that's your thing. It's, it's music at the end of the day. It's, uh, yeah. it's connected, and, and what do you connect with? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cool. What, what's your favorite band again, by the way? Uh. Well, it depends on what day it is, but you know, I would I would say Beatles probably Beatles would if I had to just answer off the top of my head. Is there a close second? Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick. Yep. 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 It's a it, but again, like you say, it's a thing I heard when at the right age and it just made sense. I was like, this is 
what I think it should be. Yeah. What rock music should be. Well, I, I agree with you. I mean, growing up in the 90s, it was, I, I'm going to listen to what, Dave Matthews or, yeah. or the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, right, right. And right, I'm not, right. I'm not hating on the sure, Backstreet sure. Boys. Yeah, but yeah, you want to hear drums, you want to hear some stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I was lucky in a way. And it, well, I mean, Rush was not a singles band, but we were more into album rock when I was young. But yeah, there was Stuart Copeland and Neil Peart were, you, if you wanted to get into drums, there it was. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. You know, so you could hear a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Different sounds. You know, that was the thing about them. I used to think of Neil Peart. Well, actually, Stuart Copeland, too. It was like a tour of different sounds. Because mm-hmm. they, you know, he had a lot of, you're like, oh, that's a, that's a, those are Timbales for a second. And those are. Octobons. Uh, yeah, that's an octob. Yeah. And, you know, all kinds of different sounds that you could decide. Of course, now I just play a four piece kit. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, same like, I'm here. Not interested, in, but one up, one down. But but at the time when you're interested in drums, you're like, oh man, you know, there's a lot of different symbols and what. You know, oh yeah, yeah. I, cool. I, I remember building those mega kits at my yeah. mom and stepdad's house, getting the Catalina maple with the three up, two down, and taking out all the symbols and stands I yep. could find down there. Yep. Our, my thing was, I had a couple of drummer friends when I was young that age getting into it we have drum sleepovers like they would just bring their drum kit over to my house or i would bring mine over to their house and we would combine the kits and make a huge kit no way oh yeah and just play all weekend i missed out oh that was great wow yeah that's all we did your parents were always yeah Yeah, they they were were, they were cool with it yeah yeah but that was big time was like oh we can play double bass now you know what i mean yeah really figure it out make one big giant kit yep you know so one pedal on each yeah oh yeah Old school. Yeah, there, I don't think there was a double pedal back then. What would you do? You just have the hi-hats closed and... Yeah, who knows? Play the ride? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, yeah, I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, just trying to figure everything out. Yep. Uh, Desert Island food. Oh, Desert Island food. Um, elbow-shaped pasta oh. with uh, a slightly sweet marinara sauce. Wow, that's very specific. Yeah. Um, you had... Uh, you had the most famous drummer on, you know, a few weeks ago, Bernard Purdy. Yeah. His wife, Celia, is the one who steals the show. Oh, yeah. Remember last year at uh, the Telefunken event that Alan put on with the immediate family and, yeah. and his own five album release. It was the first time she was going to see me in person. I'd been doing their taxes oh, okay. for a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She shows up with a big tray, and she's Italian, a big tray of lasagna and a container of her homemade sauce and meatballs, and I'm I'm eating the sauce, going, this, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. mom, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the best sauce I've ever had. So you have to have good marinara on those elbows. Yeah, oh yeah, that's no, the key. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Hey, well, that's cool. So Bernard Purdy's wife makes the best sauce you've ever had. That's interesting. Something she, you'll only hear here. You only hear it here, and yep. and the the main reason it's the best is there is no single flavor that is overpowering. Mm. that's also not to say that it's bland because it isn't somehow she strikes a balance that's what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah wow well maybe uh yeah who knows i wonder what it would take for me to get some of that i don't think it'll take a lot she loves cooking for people okay well you know what here it comes around again i'll mention it yep that would be something um one show that blew your mind that you saw that you were like this this I've seen a lot of concerts over the years, I bet. mostly thanks to my mom and stepdad. They they kind of took me on a tour young of like, who's still alive? Yeah, yeah. Let's go do that. So like I, we saw Dr. John at Infinity Hall. That was incredible. I didn't, uh, I didn't just unplug us, did I? I moved my foot. 
and I tugged on this. Just make sure we're good. Okay, cool. It's live. Sorry. Well, you know, imagine. Yeah. Um, I would probably say the first time I saw Santana. Oh, and that's, that's even after seeing 40 plus Dave Matthews band shows, Really, the energy they bring, it's, you know, they, they come out on fire. Yeah. I've never um, yeah, are you, uh, yeah, it's a treat. Who was on drum? Uh, Cindy, Cindy Blackman. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, she was on there. Wow. Saw them. Um, we saw the Doobie Brothers open for them just before the pandemic. Oh wow! And it was a great double bill. And who was on drums with the Doobies? Um, I don't remember his name. Yeah, yeah. Figure it out. Yeah, but Santana's just—it's the energy. It's yeah, the, I it's never, the show. Never it's it. like constant, like mm. just feel-good tunes. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's unexpected. Yeah, far out. We're, we're seeing the Temptations in May. Ooh, one original member left. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. You got to go do it. Where? Uh, up in Springfield, Mass, at the Coliseum. Oh, or whatever it's called. Maybe, maybe we just bought tickets for um, Cool and the Gang, Average White Band, and the Spinners at Oakdale. At Oakdale. Yes. When? Uh, I don't remember. It's hence. Yeah. Summer. Or yeah, this like this that. one's in May too. So it's you like, you guys like going to live shows? Oh sure. I mean, you know, I it's you know, you know how it is. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not quite as magical as it used to be. Now that I know everything, it's just kind of like you know whatever. Yep. But song power, like for me, I love average white band. Mm-hmm. I love. Well, I love the spinners. I love cool in the gang. When you put all that together, you're just like just that's going to do it. Yeah, just hit me. Yeah, hit me. Let me have it all. Well, I love uh, after going to so many concerts and playing so many live gigs. I, I love, love the Temptations. Too. Tempt- you should get there, tickets for this one. Maybe I will. The first song I ever remember hearing in, in my life was the way you do the things you do. Oh yeah, huge influence on me that one yep. song. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Um, well, I was just going to say, uh, I, I love going to concerts now, and you know, listening and focusing on the music, but. Watching the production more, yeah, right, and, and watching, you know, w- where did they put the set list out on the stage so I know who to go approach yeah, at yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of the night to get the set list. Yeah, I get yeah. set lists all the time. Oh, okay, you're one of those guys. I I love it. If it's a band I'm interested in, I like having a piece of the show, yeah, you know, to take back and yeah. and and even especially if it's like handwritten or something, yeah, uh, that's fun. You know, yeah, I love cool. I love watching. They got carpets out on stage. You know that that was a thing for mm-hmm. a lot of years, and they still do it. Yep. The guy in certain bands, Dave Matthews band included, five minutes before they take the stage, he's vacuuming the carpet. Oh yeah, oh, I love yeah. that guy. Yeah, you're right, right. The, the carpet vacuumer. Yeah, yeah. Imagine they deserve it. Yeah, that job sucks. Oh, oh hey, we have to end on that. Sh- yeah, <laughs> you wanna? We can end on that. You wanna end on that? Looks like we're there. I did unplug it. I knew it. Oh, eh, well, it happens. We'll figure that out. Yep. Yeah, I move. I move my foot. All right, sorry. Hey, we were live, and then the world ended. Um. All right, w- what happened? What do you need? Uh oh, Dave's in the frame. <laughs> There's Dave. Dave's making the world go round. Yeah. Oh, we lost audio. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Almost. We almost made it. We almost made it. You get close. Yeah, that's okay. Better luck next time. Yep. Um, we could still do post though, right? Or did we just lose the? Whole? Okay, good. All right, sorry. Hey, all right. I'm gonna press the button. It's getting hectic up in here. All right, Evan Kalish. Finally, we finally did this. John, thanks for having yeah, me. Of in. course, yeah, of course. You were on the list. You were on the list. 
Um, all right, I'm going to press a button. Don't get scared. Oh, boy. Ooh. Those are Al's drums. Those I are, hear that's that. That's Al's kit. You hear that? Yep. That's Al's kit. I know that bass drum yeah. sound. Yeah. I took a track. We did a track. I just took the drums and had somebody overdub it. All right, John Peck, podcast, Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance, beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come over the bridge, go over one through the satellite, start looking left. Evan Kaos was here. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you next time, kids. Take it easy. That is all.